Say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. See for yourself why so many men trust Caldera Lab for their skincare needs. Keep yourself young looking. Chase Rulie retired now. Maybe he should get himself some Caldera Lab so he can stay young. Doesn't have to look like he's retired. We'll see about that. Head out to Caldera Lab. Use the code REF that is still good for a discount on some of their men's facial techniques that will help you keep it young. All right, Stoner, we decided this week that uh, we wanted to see where Washington stacked up with its division rivals Mm -hmm. as last year they were right on the cusp of making the playoffs, fumbled the bag, especially against the Giants, who we felt we were a better team than at the time. Do you think overall, as we lead into the position rankings, do you think Mm -hmm. overall Washington is a better team than any one of the ones in the division? Yes. I do think I do think that they're better than the Giants. I think the Giants played way over their abilities last year, especially uh, at the quarterback position. So yes, I do think they're better than the Giants, but that's about as far as I'm going to go there. All right, we'll see about that. By the way, just uh, the line talk. Uh, yeah, I saw Gus Bus and others were talking about investing in the line. Absolutely need to do that, and we'll talk to you about how. We have also Michael telling us, keep sleeping on Sam. He was great in college, and people forget about that. He's going to fool everyone. Will he fool us here on Ref the District. Well, let's mm. get to these rankings. Stoner, go ahead and bring it up here as I take away the rundown graphic. All right. So this is, and we encourage everyone to chime in with their thoughts. This is not completely set in stone just yet as far as where we have them. Now, Stoner might have preloaded the QB ranking here. Mm-hmm. Is that the case, Stoner? Uh, yes, I did preload it. This is my... QB ranking within the division. I don't I don't really think there should be any question, but I'd be uh you know, I welcome anyone who challenges the QB rankings that I have here. Obviously Jalen Hurts played at a Pro Bowl level all year, MVP level all year. He finished what did he finish second or third? I he might have finished second. I'm pretty sure he did. And so he played at that level. Dak led the team to another I believe 11 win season at least. Daniel Jones played way over his head. I don't think he's as good as he played last year. And then Sam Howell is just a big unknown, but uh, I wouldn't expect him to be any higher. So, yeah, that's where I got those four. Dan- Daniel Jones outplayed himself, and he had like 22 combined touchdowns. Is- yeah, that's exactly right. He that's he played over his head. Pretty, pretty low bar. Great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the Gus Bus saying the QB is the easiest ranking. That's uh, correct. Dan, that Daniel too. saying that uh, well, Commanders are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Speak it <laughs> into existence, Daniel. Speak, Speak it into it in. existence, uh, Michael. Setting the bar low here. Uh, Sam is better than who we've had in the last five years. Yeah, I, I mean, it's that's a very low bar, and, and I and hopefully he crosses it. 
Yeah. And uh, we all know. We all know I'm a howler. Yes. We okay. do know that. I'm a howler. There's a lot of people. Uh, not Gus Bus is, uh, would put Washington ahead of the Giants. Not a lot of faith in, in Dan Jones and quite understandable. I mean, that, that being said, yeah, there's a lot of unknown with Sam Howell. There's a lot of hope that he's going to hit the ground running and we're going to see the second coming of a Mahomes sophomore year where he threw Mahomes through for 50 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of hope with him when you look at the college tape and when you see his progression from, you know, the preseason last year to his Dallas game where we, he, even though he had a horrendous interception, he bounced back from that and had a mm-hmm. uh, very productive uh, time at QB. But because he is just so unknown, I would have problems in the NFL unknown ranking him ahead of anyone in this division. In Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, that's the right order. Jones, third, only because Sam Howell has one NFL start. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a lot of promise with Sam yeah. Howell, but it's unproven. So until he proves anything, I'm going to rank him for it. Now, listen, if he was, <clears throat> excuse me, if he was, a first-round selection for Washington, and that he would obviously have a lot more expectations and you would think he would be better, I might rank him ahead of Daniel Jones. But because he was a fifth-rounder, that just tells me that nobody thinks that he's going to be that good. And so I happen to agree with them. And I have a lot of my own personal reasons, but that's a a big reason for me. So not to bring up uh, too much of the past here, Dwayne Haskins first round pick. If, if this were, if Sam Howe was taken the same exact position there, one fifteen, uh, had the same rookie year that Dwayne Haskins had, hmm. this is his sophomore year. Would you still being the fact that he's a first rounder and he just had a, okay, uh, you know, rookie season, would you be willing to, push him higher than Daniel Jones or is the fifth round to you that, that important? No, it's not because Haskins had a, had a four or five game tryout, if you will not try, but you you had a sample size, a bigger sample size. So I'll tell you what I would do if, if it was in that same situation, if he was a fourth or fifth rounder and you had five games of tape or whatever, I would probably have him, I would probably have Washington. How far <laughs> off the board can I go? Because that sample size would be a, be enough for me. Yeah, yeah. Because all right, you could see that with with Haskins. Yeah, there were definitely some deficiencies yeah. with uh, with Dwayne Haskins <laughs> that you could see with uh, the rookie year. You still hope to see some of them develop, and and it was kind of forced. Uh, on Ron Rivera to try him out, and it just didn't yeah. work out in here with yep. uh, with Washington. May he uh, rest in peace. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, I think, clears all hurdles here. So let's move on to the wide receiver group, where we might actually have an argument mm-hmm. with where Washington stands. Alcatone okay. also saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. Just going to keep that up now. That seems to be a thing here. Alcatone speaking into existence. All right, Stoner, you 
are the one who tends to argue for the Eagles wide receiver group over the Washington commanders. I need mm. to hear that argument one more time. Um, I think um, Allison in here kind of stole my thunder on that, that AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. I like to call him Devonte Smith Pelly because there was a, um, a stand the cup winning player for the capitals named Devonte Smith Pelly. But anyway, uh, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are both number one wide receivers. And no other team in this division has that. Uh, Washington has some excellent depth at wide receiver. I believe that. Uh, but those two guys by themselves, man, you can't you can't top. Those two guys are dominant. I mean, Devontae Smith, he had uh, over 100 catches last year, right? I mean, he is fantastic. Yeah. And A.J. Brown just had an unbelievable year. So you got to have Philadelphia as your one. And Dallas, who's got um, uh, C.D. Lamb, and who did they bring in? They brought in um, Brandon Cooks, right? And then their number three is Michael Gallup. That's a pretty good trio as well. Yeah. Someone even argued Gallup over, uh, over, over Cooks. Cooks. Yeah, yeah p- quite possibly. The Giants, I mean, they have... They're awful. I don't know what. Oh they're my doing. lord! They're I don't awful. Know what they're doing? They are and, so. I don't know. Yeah, they got Isaiah Hodgins, Darius yeah. Slayton, Paris Campbell, there? Sterling Shepard, who I do like, uh, Wandell Robinson. You know, who's we'll see if he comes out his sophomore year. I mean, this is just they. Surprisingly, they do have a familiar name for us, uh, Stoner. They got Jamison Crowder on there. Yeah, uh, they did currently. Yeah, um, they yeah, definitely that's, got Crowder. It's uh, I understand the argument for Philadelphia, and I will relent and say Philadelphia has a strong one-two, and right. and you know because they're also going tight end. Dallas Goddard is absolutely uh, you know, solid um, when you're talking about you know the full receiving group, so wide receivers and tight ends and. Yeah, I'll give I'll give Philadelphia the nod the number for one this as the number one spot. Okay, and right. let's not forget about Quez Watkins. He's a darn good number three. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's he's not better than our number three, but he's a darn good one. But those yeah. two, those first two, those those are are awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, Allison bringing up Waller. Uh, that's the Giants' probably number one as tight end, number one receiver out there. That's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, um, he's tough. Washington to me is number two. I know a lot of like you, you might, someone might want to argue with me as far as where CD Lamb ranks against Terry and, but, and Gallup again, an, an exciting wide receiver too. Cooks has had some really big games and actually some very solid, quiet, quietly solid years uh, as he's bounced around the league. But one, two, and three. Terry McLaurin, one, by the way, I think is going to solidify himself as a top 12 wide receiver, if not top 10 this year. And Jahan Dotson, sorry, Allison, but I have to take a little offense at you calling him a wide receiver too. I agree. I understand where you're coming from, given his rookie year. But this year, he is going to be a wide receiver one for a lot. He would He, he will pass a lot of teams wide receiver ones with uh with his talent and what to expect 
And then Curtis Samuel is a, is an excellent third piece there. I do think Washington does drop off a little bit. Deami Brown, who we still haven't quite seen, you know, the, we've seen flashes, right? The two touchdown game with, um, with Carson Wentz, but we haven't really seen him put together a full season. That's worth anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. those two touchdowns marked for two of his five catches all year. So, and then there's no one really behind that. So I do think that there are some depth issues with Washington at wide receiver. So I would like to see something there. Logan Thomas, solid tight end, decidedly mediocre which there's nothing wrong with he's that's you know john bates i like him more than some cole turner unproven and then you had armani rogers go down who's another improving guy but yeah i i do like the one two three punch that washington has here more than dallas which is the next group and and we're not necessarily doing tight ends i think you and i talked about it in concept we were going to but we didn't sure. really put it up here but who does Dallas have? Didn't they lose their tight end one? Dallas currently has Jake Ferguson listed yeah. as tight end one, and then they took Luke Schoonmaker. Uh, yeah, from last Michigan, second round maybe? this turn. Yeah, yeah. So their their tight ends are are not even comparable to Washington's, and Washington's yeah. doesn't even have a great tight end room. So yeah, they're I banking on Schoonmaker being uh, a ready to go piece here for for their team yeah so i i agree with you i think washington has a second best i also agree with you that dotson is going to have a much bigger uh role in this offense this year assuming he stays healthy i mean he had the 35 catches but he missed five games so extrapolate that out and you're talking about 50 plus catches for a rookie wide receiver that has terry mclaurin on the other side and zero and I mean zero quarterbacks. So I think he's going to have a really a much better year, assuming Sam Howell lives up to a little yep. bit of the hype. And Gus is bringing up that, actually, because Gus would have Dallas over Washington because their receivers have been more productive, which is true. They have a track record. Like I said, Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel's been injured. I mean, he had some exciting years in, in uh, Carolina before coming over here. Uh, but he also brings up that Dallas's QB has more of a track record. Sam Howell sure. here really could be the difference maker for our wide receivers and whether or not they meet these lofty expectations we're, we're setting for them. If uh, Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett cannot unlock this wide receiver group, you know, mm-hmm. you do have a Dak Prescott who is steady handed. And if you have Dak throwing for 4,000 yards and, you know, 32 touchdowns, that's going to be better than, you know, Washington's QB combining for. 3,500 yards and maybe 24 touchdowns. So that is something to take into fact, but I think in skill level, I still have to take, uh, take Washington over Dallas. Yeah. And and then, and some other points as well about, um, Gallup has been hurt more than Curtis Samuel has been hurt. And I think they were signed the same, uh, off season class. I believe, uh, I could be wrong, but no, I'm getting him mixed up with the guy from the Giants, sorry, who was a bust uh, free agent wide receiver. But the point is he's been hurt a lot, and Brandon Cooks is a little bit up there in age. So, yes, they have a better quarterback, but are they as talented as the Washington trio? No. Yeah. Yeah. And and for the record here, we, we're going to slide the Giants into this uh, spot here. 
Um, but I, uh, I'd be okay if you didn't even leave them on the screen. Like they, they're, 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 <laughs> their group is so bad that that not even showing them is, I think, the right answer there. But uh, all right, we'll see well, whether or not. Yeah, kinda just kind of like have bit. them. Yeah, yeah. It go. is such a large gap. Waller <laughs> is going to be an exciting addition for them. Good, you know, second good. year of Jones with uh, Dabble. You know, maybe that they're unlocked. Uh, they got rid of James, who I thought was a really exciting wide receiver for them. Yeah, but, he was like their best best receiver, mostly. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we'll definitely have too. to talk to Authentic about this, as uh, as he's got some quality thoughts when it comes to uh, his Giants. Let's move on to running backs Whoa. here for the division. This one, it's it's going to be an interesting conversation because you do have you know, there's a little bit of the homerism. And the belief of what Brian Robinson brings, and you know how much I love Gibby, and you know we have this new offensive coordinator, but you have a guy like Tony Pollard who is out there uh, for Dallas, who is just an exciting, true running back one, and is going to get the full thing now that Zeke is gone, and you're going to see what he has. You have uh, DeAndre Swift coming over to the Eagles who already had a potent running attack with Miles Sanders and all this other, these guys who left, uh, but you do have Rashad Penny in there and, and Kenneth Gainwell who did uh, uh, reasonably well. Boston Scott is their fourth guy. They really are a team that can just run the ball with anybody. Now you're giving yeah. them a guy with a talent like DeAndre Swift. And then you got Saquon Barkley, who's mm-hmm. not probably, I'm going to say bar none, the best running back out of the entire division Mm-hmm. And so if you're ranking on running back one, Giants are ahead of everybody. But yeah. our Matt Breida, Eric Gray, Gary Brightwell, significant contributors enough for the Giants to keep them ahead of Tony Pollard and DeAndre Swift. Matt Breida healthy is a fantastic running back, but he's never healthy. So mm-hmm. let's keep that in mind for the Giants. But yes, Saquon Barkley is the class of the division for running backs but then as you said there's a drop off there i like i like the the uh cowboys um running backs i'm a i'm a big tony pollard fan and he's finally gonna get his opportunity to be the number one guy with zeke gone or maybe zeke comes back who knows he's still out there he hasn't signed with anybody but yeah i'm a big tony pollard guy so i would probably put Dallas won, uh, and then I would probably put the Giants because the Saquon Barkley is so heavily weighted in mm-hmm. terms of his talent. I mean, he's a game wrecker when healthy. He's an absolute game wrecker. He, I think he's on the same level as Christian McCaffrey. He just hasn't had the opportunities. Well, McCaffrey's been hurt a lot too, but uh, Barkley's just been, had that devastating uh, knee injury that he's coming back from, that he mm-hmm. came back from. So I would probably put Dallas because I like uh, Pollard and I kind of like their offensive line, which which plays into the running game. I put Dallas one, and then I would put um, the Giants two. I put Washington three. I'm not a believer in uh, the Eagles running backs, even though they're names. They're, they're all names. DeAndre Swift is a name. He was a yeah. top draft pick and he pretty pretty good one numbers, for, for them. I'm not a DeAndre Swift guy. I'm not. Oh, Even though he okay. made Washington look bad last he, year on that de- one play. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, yeah, so I'm not a big believer in them. I'm not a big believer in any of the running backs. They're they're good running backs. Okay, don't I'm not dissing them, but I'm comparing them to the other teams in this division. I do believe in an Antonio Gibson Brian Robinson combo more than I believe in Boston's four headed monster or whatever it is. It's not that prolific. It could be, excuse me, and I could be totally wrong. But no, I would go Dallas 1, Giants 2, Washington 3, and Philly 4. Are you good with those or were you going to argue somebody? I, I am going to argue I would actually have the Giants ahead of um, of the Cowboys Dallas. here. So, And then What's I'm depth? surprised. Uh, the depth for, for, the, for the Cowboys. For the Cowboys. And this is why, yeah, right? You have Tony Pollard, then you have Malik Davis, and yeah. then uh, sixth rounder Deuce Vaughn, who I I really oh, I like Deuce Vaughn. Right. Yes. But until he sees the field, you don't know because there's a bunch sure. of you know, Chris Rodriguez was a was a six round pick. Are, are we yeah. You know that we're not excited about. <laughs> so you know it's it's going to be a toss up there. But I'm sorry, but Malik Davis, Tony Pollard, and to me is below Saquon Barkley, even okay. though he's going to get the ball as the running back one, and nobody is going to take these uh, aw- these carries away from him. Um, but like I said, Matt Breda, one healthy quality. You have a Eric Gray rookie. You know that's not a matter, but I I, I just think Saquon Barkley alone is an, is over Pollard and uh, Malik Davis, and then you add Matt Breda, and you have to assume health, and that just tells me that the Giants are are one here. Okay, um, I, I do I'll like your it. argument for Washington being third. Uh, Gus is going to go with Philly Giants, Washington, Dallas. So that's uh, interesting. Now, I, I want to stress here, this isn't the rushing attack. Philadelphia has a top-tier rushing attack. That's, that's, a, that's a different you know, thing altogether. Yeah, right. Agreed. But talent-wise, when you're looking at the, the running backs, now – DeAndre Swift is a very talented one, but if you actually do look at some of the numbers and the statistics and, you know, not just, you know, the exciting uh, plays that DeAndre Swift has made, but he's been, you know, on the decline for some time here. And as far as like production value. So Mm -hmm. I, I do think he's going to have a little bit of a resurgence with Philadelphia just because that rushing attack is so potent, but I would still put the the Philadelphia Eagles last in this and Washington third. Okay. I agree with that. Let me see. Yeah. Let me uh, make that happen here. Yeah. Love, so by the way, people people uh, feeding the troll there that is MG, uh, resident Cowboys <laughs> fan who loves to come in and ruffle people's uh, feathers. Uh, Jeffrey Thomas saying we have two number wide receivers in Terry and Jahan. Big believer. And uh, and Jahan Dotson as well. Uh, yeah, I was a little that ruffled my feathers too, Jeffrey. As far as the uh, um, the comment Allison made with Jahan Dotson being a wide receiver too, but <laughs> the uh, it, it, we'll see by the end of it who exactly has the best. This is the pre rankings. We'll save this so that way we can come back at the end of the season and see exactly where Washington stacks up. So this is. 
the kind of the skill positions with your offense. We're going to move down to the offensive line, and this is where it gets really ugly, I think, for Washington. Oh, wrong one. Just yep. scroll, right? Just the regular scroll. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Stoner doing an excellent job, by the way, hey, on, right. on the sticks here. Let's let's give him his, his flowers here. <laughs> we didn't trust my setup uh, <laughs> to, uh, to handle this tonight, so Stoner's handling it quite well. Offensive line, and Michael coming out the gates here, we're fifth. Yeah, this is one that that uh, you see where we have the Giants. This yeah. might be where Washington is kind of like that. It's just it's so hard to for me to like. I believe in Sam Cosme, and as much as people get on Charles Leno, he is a solid NFL starter. Hmm. He's going to get beat, and he, he, there's going to be games that you're frustrated with him. But he's going to be there, and he's going to be a stalwart, and that's kind of what you need. I mean, not, he's not Trent Williams, but there's right. only one Trent Williams, right? And yeah. and uh, but you know, when you're talking, he's a solid starter. That's not a a lot of confidence. And then you have Wiley, who's coming over from Kansas City. You have Nick Gates. You know, you mentioned that these are undrafted guys. We don't know whether or not it's going to be Chris Paul or Sadiq Charles. I don't know that either one is a difference maker anyways. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. need your left guard to be too much of a difference maker. But, I mean, these guys, when you stack them up next to um, Malata uh, in Philadelphia with Jason Kelsey at center and Lane Johnson, Lane you know, Johnson. Philadelphia just has a beastly offensive line. And I would I would rank them – as number one, I don't know who you'd have in number one. I know a lot of people would be tempted to go with Dallas here with the Smiths uh, and uh, Zach Martin, but I just don't have a lot of faith in Dallas's line as they're kind of aging up there um, to beat out what we've seen from Philadelphia. So uh, look, Philadelphia has the best offensive line in the NFL. It's not even a debate in the division it's it's a wide range even as good i think dallas has a very good offensive line but it's a wide range between one and the rest of the division because they are definitely the best in the nfl and no lane johnson definitely did not retire he's coming back and of course kelsey's coming back and i think they did lose one offensive line but i but i believe their replacement is like a like a second or third rounder from just a couple years ago. So yes, yeah, Tyler Steven or uh, Tyler Steen and uh, the third round is the yeah. right guard. And that's actually drafted this time. If he beats uh, out uh, Tyrese Robinson from San Francisco, it looks like picked up in 22. Um, yeah. Cam I mean, there, there's, he was uh, a uh, draft pick last year. So yeah, Cam Jurgens listed at center on the the depth chart that I'm looking at, but I mean, yeah, uh, they're just a solid line. I mean, they're they're they are great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd put them as one. Dallas yep. as two. Yep, and I would agree with that. As much as I said, the Washington line is pretty bad. The Giants' offensive line isn't great either. They have sure. they have one one solid if not great player uh and andrew thomas is 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 a 
solid left tackle for them. Um, well, he, I think he Evan, played right tackle last year, didn't he? Yeah, and then Evan Neal is their right tackle, who he did not have Before a good year. Yeah. Yeah, Evan, yeah, Evan Neal played right tackle, and he did not have a good year. He's, he's coming into his second year. You have Mark Glowinski, <laughs> rookie listed as uh, in the second round, John Michael Schmitz Jr. as yeah. uh, their starting center, and Ben Bredesen. Um, I'm just, they're not a great offensive line. (laughs) They're not great, but they, I think, have possibly a little bit more talent right now on their starting line than Washington. And, I mean, that speaks a lot to draft position. Well, they have two former first-rounders, and Washington has three or two undrafted and (laughs) a couple seventh-rounders. And so, yeah, talent-wise, I'm going to put the Giants here. And Washington, because of how bad the Giants are, don't have to be off the screen. They they can be there as a normal spot. If the Giants were any better, then, yeah, Washington would be off the screen, but not quite – that bad um so uh, yeah o- overall on the offense it looks like philadelphia's leading the way and washington doing a nice little stair stair step here yeah if you go to the top yeah philadelphia qb is one wide receiver one o-line is one and then only running back is fourth and that's that's your offense if your offense is is number one in in uh three, three out of the, the four, four categories, categories yeah then you got a pretty good offense and pretty, they were pretty good. Pretty offense. good. <laughs> yeah. So, so Washington's offense, if we did like some kind of rack and stack there probably fits in third overall, you would think um, third best off- offense skill wise, oh. not necessarily production wise. Well, that's going to be a whole nother thing. Oh man. You got, caught me off guard. I mean, cause they, one. what they got four, they got two fours, a two and a three. I guess the giants have, a one and then two threes, but then a really bad four. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Dallas, you can clearly see Dallas is second. They got the second yep. best in pretty much all the categories except for wide receiver. And there's an argument there that they can be moved up. Uh, so Dal- Eagles one, Dallas two. I would say Washington as three. Here's why I can't do it. Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Barkley. I yeah. can't do it. I can't do it. He's better than any oh, don't get mad at me, but he's better than any offensive player Washington has. And that includes Terry McLaurin. Sorry. He just is. When healthy. When, when healthy, healthy. Yeah. He is a top five player in the NFL, you know, not in the quarterback position. Yeah. Saquon Barkley is that guy when healthy. I, I I can't argue with you on the Saquon Barkley front. I think I do think that he's just that big of a difference maker. I will still argue with you that Washington should be three uh, and then the Giants fourth. Uh, but that's not what we're doing here. We're doing the position groups. Uh, but it's interesting to see where Washington stacks up talent-wise yeah. when it comes to uh, Washington. Now we got a good one, the defensive line yeah. here. And this is going to be, I think, a kind of an interesting argument. And if MG is still around to troll our comment section, uh, I'm sure he, he will have uh, plenty of things to say. Um, but that is, where do you put Micah Parsons in this? 
was drafted as a linebacker, played kind of all the way around uh, his rookie season, even more so his sophomore season, and now even listed more of just an edge. So they typically run a a, a three, four, you know, a lot of these teams are, you know, these base sets of four, three or three, four, it's kind of going away. You're seeing a lot of change when it comes to that. And you have a guy when you, especially when you have a guy like Micah Parsons, you're just going to move him around wherever Mm -hmm. he can create havoc. So if you, I think we should be listing Micah Parsons here in the defensive line. Yes. Yes. You absolutely have to put him on there because he does a lot of damage from the edge position. So yes, he counts as a defensive lineman. This is by far the most difficult. Oh, absolutely. And the most, because it's the most talented, all of them have talent up and down Mm -hmm. the defensive line. and, And it's really, really hard to rank these. I don't know. Where are you going? Rockman is going Washington, Eagles, Giants, and then Cowboys. Hmm. That's that's pretty – I'm surprised as they still have – you know, the Cowboys still have Demarcus Lawrence, uh, and they have Micah Parsons. And they drafted a uh, first-rounder. Yeah, and Mozzie uh, Smith. Yep. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so I, I mean, Micah Parsons alone, that's like the Saquon Barkley argument from before where you just have to kind of, that's a little bit of a bump, even though the rest of the, the, the might not nearly be as well. Yeah. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, you got Jalen Carter as a first rounder this year, Josh Sweat. Like, I mean, that's also just a darn good group. You got Jordan Davis from last year as well. Son Reddick. Yeah. Well, Reddick is, is a, uh, no, Hassan Reddick is a linebacker, though. Often used kind of uh, on the line as a pass rusher, but listed yeah. as a, a line. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would put Philadelphia yeah. one. I mean, they were you so would? dominant last year. Um, I believe they led the entire league. and yeah. Weren't they going for a record in the Super Bowl? Or they had the like most that? sacks in the – yeah, so they had the most sacks all, all uh, first season, and yeah. I think they were trying to get – add to that is what it was, but they did not have a sack. I I mean, they had problems in the center. It's why Washington kind of exposed them and they went out and, and, and got a couple guys Mm -hmm. to, to fill those spots. I mean, I understand where you're going with that, but I mean, we didn't even talk about Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, uh, out at, uh, the giants. I do think that their depth isn't nearly as good, but yeah, I, where how do you feel about Washington though? Washington has two of the like the top 15 defensive tackles. You know, one of them can potentially in Jonathan Allen that could be a f- top 5 uh defensive tackle. Yeah. You know, they they do we lack with the edge rushing. Well, I don't Chase, think I don't think you do though. I think you do to an extent. Yeah. Cuz Montez Sweat is considered a top 15 edge. And we all know Chase Young, whatever. We'll figure that out. But obviously the potential is there. So you've basically got three top 15 players on that line and a number two overall pick who you hope is going to show up this year. So Washington's got a lot going for him. But Philadelphia – 
they're too deep. They're too talented. So I've got to go with them at one. Mm-hmm. I would probably go Washington two, but it's really close. And then I would go the Giants three. I mean, we even talked about Kayvon Thibodeau, who who destroyed Washington in that, <laughs> that first game. And uh, Olajari, I believe, is the other end. I mean, they, they're stacked. Yeah, Olajari. And the Cowboys aren't. Quite, and uh, Thibodeau is, is listed as a linebacker on the depth chart. Yeah, so but he's again, an edge kinda, guy. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of similar to Hassan Reddick. These guys are going to be exactly. moved, you know, more as a as an edge rusher. There, Chris is going to go Washington, Dallas, New York, and then Philly. But Philly last? Are they? Is he crazy? I mean, they lost Hargrave, but that's it. And they set a record, and they drafted yeah. maybe the top defensive tackle in the entire draft. If not for his character issues, he was definitely a top five pick. And a top five pick last year, not top five, a top 15, whatever he was, uh, Davis, the other Davis. They just got talent all over the place in Philadelphia. So yeah, Jordan Davis was Jordan uh, Davis. was pick, uh, first round pick in 22. What, what was he like taken? towards the end or middle? I don't uh, remember what he was, see. but he was a high pick. Yeah, he was I'm a first to- rounder. Yeah, so, I don't have it. I don't have it handy on the little cheat sheet I have for us. Allison did correct us. The record is seventy-two in sacks. The Eagles had seventy. Um, yeah. So, uh, Gus Bus is going to go with Giants, Washington, Philadelphia, then Dallas. I do think after looking, Dallas has Micah Parsons, and they have Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You're hoping to get something out of uh, Mozzie Smith, who's a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. But I just don't – I'm not in love with anybody else that they have, so I'm okay. Let's move them to four. Let's kind of work this All backwards. Right. This is so right, hard. Let's work this backwards. This is so hard. Now, Micah Parsons is just such a difference maker that it's just like – it's so strange yeah, it's to put them <laughs> towards the back when you you sit there and you have a guy like, Micah Parsons, but I, I just don't. I don't think when you're taking, talking about the entire unit, and we're putting the edge rushers like a Micah Parsons with this defensive line group that they have as good a unit. They have probably the one of the most disruptive players in the NFL in Micah mm-hmm. Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, the, and and overall they're but, fourth in the division. Yeah. That's crazy. Just crazy. Just crazy how I mean, talented these- and stacked this is. All four of these are top 10 defensive lines. Easily, yeah. Easily. Maybe even, uh, maybe it's going a little too far to say top five, but probably top eight. So, yeah. Sorry. Somebody's got to be fourth. It's going to have to be Dallas. And if we ever are worried about which one, just put Dallas. Uh, <laughs> let's just make us happy. That seems least fair. A little bit. I, I am going to place the Giants here in, in third, I think. It, I, I, okay. I, I think that's a solid spot for them. They do have, you know, you know, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence are just absolutely fan, uh, fantastic. I agree with you. Uh, Ojolari is, is, is absolutely solid. Uh, if we're putting Thibodeau down here on the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid third unit. Solid. I think, I, I think that they, you know, I think that the depth might not necessarily be as as stunning, and I think that's where we they kind of go off. Now, Washington does have a depth issue at edge rusher. 
but I mean, they, I love what we've seen out of Ridgeway and they're getting Fedarian Mathis back. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I just think that Washington has a, has better uh, overall depth than what the giants bring. I agree. And now I, now I just don't know. I mean, Montez Sweat, I think, is criminally underrated. I think that he is absolutely, uh, you know, and we saw this a little bit in the true pressure rating, mm-hmm. just how highly, you know, you know what he brings to the table. Yeah. You know, he's not getting gaudy sack numbers. You know, it might change this season, but he's not getting gaudy sack numbers. But he is getting after, and he is making a difference. But he's making a difference in the way that Brandon Graham is doing or even josh sweat is he even the best sweat in the division division right josh sweat is is also just a very solid piece there for uh, the eagles pass rushing and then they have guys like you know fletcher cox and and the and jordan davis and now jalen carter added to the mix where their interior is kind of matching what washington's interior looks like and I mean, this is one A, one B. When you're getting, when you're you're splitting hairs here, and I know we can't sit on the fence, and we have to pick. Got to pick somebody. Uh, if it's I, if it's on the fence, take the same attitude of putting Dallas fourth, Washington's and first. Washington first. I'm with I'm you. good with that. Absolutely. All right. Let's move them then. MG is saying Ridgeway hasn't done much. He's MG is just disappointed that we are able to pick Ridgeway off of the Dallas practice squad last year. That's right. Yep. And he, he was like, uh, was he a third round or maybe that's a little too high for Ridgeway? Um, Ridgeway was fourth fifth. Rounder, maybe? He's a fifth, fifth rounder. rounder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was a yep. fifth rounder right. and they stashed him on the practice squad and Washington said, yes, please. Now, we'll partially take. because the Darian Mathis got injured so quickly um, yeah. there. Uh, right. Michael claiming it right now. Montez will beat chase for the position for that contract. You're not the only one who thinks that Michael. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think that they would go if they have similar years, they have similarly productive years. They're going to go with Montez sweat over chase young. Uh, if I chase young, probably. I think has, I think chase young has to have such a dominant year that that's what will keep him. And even then they might, they might tag him and then try trading him. That's, but that's a conversation for later. Um, Michael, those offensive depth. Yep. Big picture. This Washington has something, something, a first place in something. So I don't know. And <laughs> linebackers, this is this, there no, if once you take away, Thibodeau and Micah Parsons and linebackers. um, Who else did we move up? Uh, Hassan Reddick. Once you take them out of the linebacker core, there's no real good linebackers. Well, I, and also let's be honest. We, we've talked about it quite a bit. Linebacker is a devalued position nowadays. So there aren't that many great linebackers. You know, side to side, there are some. Don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to say there aren't any, but that's just a devalued position. So Washington has certainly devalued it big time. Yeah, and and like with Micah Parsons, he does more damage up on the line. Hassan Reddick does more damage as an edge, so that's where they're going to play most of the time. 
So linebacker it is. I think uh, all these teams are pretty weak at linebacker. Yeah. There's there's just no great linebackers here. I think maybe I'm still just too high on Jamin Davis as far as what he, you know, could be potentially. He's never going to be like those three that are moving around, around the edge. He is a linebacker. Um, but I would take him over uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Van Der Esch is a pretty darn good uh, coverage linebacker. He's solid. He's, yeah, solid. he's not. He's decidedly mediocre. I think right. Jamin Davis can be better and probably is better than decidedly mediocre. Um, not yet. Not yet. He's decidedly. I, we'll mediocre disagree with that. I will disagree with you on that one. Uh, plenty. There's uh several. There's a couple years difference there. Van Der Esch has three more seasons underneath his belt, and I think that's part reason. Like we're still seeing Jamin Davis kind of come into his own, whereas Van Der Esch is just what Van Der Esch has been because he's passed his rookie contract, right? So yeah, I know Van Der Esch is decidedly mediocre, and I'm taking Jamin Davis over him. Yeah. The, again, the Eagles, you take away Hassan Reddick. I mean, they have a name in N'Kobe Dean. A lot of people want in N'Kobe Dean. Um, sure. But, I mean, really undetermined what he brings to the table there. And then – you know, Nicholas Morrow, Sean Bradley, okay. Uh, are they, they drafted that, uh, another Georgia kid, right? Nolan, Nolan Smith? Nolan Smith, I think, is on the list as an edge, right? Did I? Yeah, he could be. He could be. But either way, uh, and probably... Uh, Kobe Allison. Smith. No, no, not Kobe Smith. Allison will have to help us with that one. Allison will let us know where they... No, you're right. Nolan Smith first... Uh, that is a linebacker on uh, in the first yeah. round there. So you got so they lost their two linebackers, right? Mm-hmm. Philadelphia did in in free agency. They lost um, shoot, I forgot uh, Kaiser White and uh, T.J. Edwards, right? So they lost their two starting linebackers. So now you're starting a guy who couldn't break a third rounder who couldn't break into the lineup, and another linebacker who some are considering maybe too small. So I would put Philadelphia last. I would put them last in this division for the linebackers because it's a huge, huge unknown yeah. for Philadelphia. Sure. Two, you're going to have at least two new starters, and two, two of them may be a, a rookie and a second-year guy. So, yeah, I put them last. Um, I would yeah, probably Al- Allison saying uh, Nolan Smith is an outside linebacker, but more of a pass rusher anyway. So kind of okay. one of those guys will be moved up. She does like N'Kobe Dean. Um, I, a lot of people did, but where did yeah, he end up falling? Unknown third round. Oh, he, it was only third round. Okay, yeah, third round. Um, yeah. So I, I would probably put Philadelphia last. Okay, I would probably put. Um, the Giants third. I think that's fair. Washington second. And I disagree with Dallas you there. First. I will Washington flip those. first. I, again, I just. And linebackers? If when, if when you take away Micah Parsons from that linebacker group, you're left with Leighton Vander Esch, Damone Clark, Jabril Cox, I guess is, is pretty, is pretty decent. You have an, un, you have Overshone who is a rookie. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, have a lot of love for 
that that position group. And and when you're telling me I have to pick now, granted, I don't have a lot of love for Washington's either stoner. I mean, yeah. I'm not wearing burgundy and gold glasses right. here. But when when you're telling me the top two guys in this division right now are Jamin Davis or Vander Esch, I'm taking Jamin Davis. Okay, the athletic ability alone is is, is is more. I'm just gonna I'm I'm just taking him over there now. It, Cody Barton, uh, you know, was just an okay linebacker in Seattle. He's he's over here. Uh, Kalika Hudson is a guy who I've wanted to show out. Uh, who did look pretty good in the Dallas game, but you know that's somebody who you can't really count on. You have mayonnaise here. You got Miracle Whip, uh, David Mayo. So I'm not in love with uh, with this this linebacker group. I mean, you got Milo Eifler listed. The guy couldn't even like they didn't even have his name recorded for when he played <laughs> a couple of years ago. Yeah, they, they so it's uh, but. Taking number one guy versus number one guy, Jamin Davis to me is above Van Der Esch. Um, all right. I mean, just for the sake of pleasing everybody and not getting everybody mad at us, uh, let's put Washington one, Dallas two, Giants three, Philly four. Yeah, I think we're I think we're solid on there. Okay. Hogan well, saying I hate Dallas, but Van Der Esch is better. I don't know. I've seen a lot of Van Der Esch play, and he's just he's decidedly mediocre i think there's still something to unlock with the athleticism that jamin davis brings yeah uh bobby uh okarike i I imagine i just butchered that name okay i you know that's a a fine one to bring yeah all right. Still so, not moving the needle. Linebacker groups are just so bad. The, they're bad. But I do I do think uh that one's fine for the uh the Giants. And they ha- I thought their the Giants uh, linebacker group did just fine against Washington. I mean the whole offense just stank up on our end, but uh yeah. yeah. And we're not but again, this is so bad. All right, so the Cowboys are two. Right. You see where wa- the you, you can see yeah you can see uh, then Giants I think at third and then uh, Eagles last. All right. Again, we're taking away for those watching and maybe you just joined us here. We do have quite a few people who are watching. Make sure you hit that like button if you're watching. You know you can hit the like button and confidence knowing that it's great content that we're providing. Even if you disagree with these, we have moved all of the good pass rushers into the defensive line group. So Micah That's Parsons, right. Thibodeau, uh, and Hassan Reddick, those were not considered linebackers for this. If we considered them linebackers, Dallas is obviously first. And then yeah, I'd probably go Hassan Reddick, and then I would go uh, Thibodeau, and then Jamin Davis. But we moved them up to the proper, you know, where people na- namely see them, and that's the defensive line work that they do. So just, just put it uh, look at the, I Look at this. I think we're uh, we might be going to the Super Bowl if this continues. There we go, defensive unit. I mean, this is a top five defensive unit. You know, they didn't have a lot of the flashiness, uh, but they were absolutely a solid one. Everybody pump the brakes. Uh, I'm going to show this one. We we've been reducing a little bit of the comments that we show up, though. We do encourage you to continue having the conversation with here. MG, a known Dallas fanatic has actually given some praise here to the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Jamin Davis will probably get better. 
Vanderesh will stay the same or get worse. And that, folks, seals the deal here. Washington has the better linebacker group. Thank you, MG, for supporting us here on Ref the District. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, D Beakers now. So this is the entire, you know, uh, back end of the defensive unit. So this is yep. where it's – this is when looking at the roster stoner – I had a, a really hard time evaluating this because if we were to separate this out where you had your cornerbacks and your safeties, I think Washington honestly has the best safety group. Okay. But their cornerback group is not nowhere near mm. the best cornerback mm. group. Uh, mm. So mm. It, it was one of those, oh, it's an easy fix for Washington on one end. And then it's kind of like they're, they fall back a little bit on, on the other end. Where did you can, land when you, when you group them all together? Can, can we go ahead and just get this over with and put the giants last? Yeah. I mean, the, the giants, giants signed Bobby McCain to be a starting safety. <laughs> That's all you need to know about the giants secondary. Fair. The yeah. secondary. Giants secondary, Bobby McCain as a, as their strong safety, which is an <laughs> yeah. interesting choice. Uh, Xavier McKinney as their free safety. They have a Dory Jackson as their listed as a quarterback. Well, pretty good, but yeah, he's, he's, he's good. Uh, and then uh, first round, Deontay Banks, who a lot of people would not have been upset if he landed here in Washington, of course, ties to this area being a Maryland product himself. But yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Absolutely They're easy. In. They're the fourth in this list for that. And I All think right, the rest so. of these get pretty tough, though. It does. They do get pretty tough because I, you know, Philadelphia – they we all thought they were going to lose at least one of their corners or one of their they brought it basically everybody back and that was a darn good secondary they brought back slay they brought back bradbury so i don't know how you can kind of say anybody's better than that particular secondary because they still got avante maddox uh, they lost uh they did lose gardner johnson though um Mm-hmm. That I thought that I mean he came when he came in they got him for almost nothing from the yeah. Saints I believe and then mm-hmm. he was pretty darn good but they lost him again for almost nothing he had a, a small contract but they're they're still the class of the division I think uh, in the secondary spot but I do really really like Washington's secondary this was already a top five pass defense team. And then they spent their first two picks, the first rounder and the second rounder, on corners and yeah. or corner slash safety, if you want to call Martin a safety, whatever you're going to call him. Uh, so they improved in the secondary. Uh, they did lose McCain, who was a starter, but he was probably the worst of all of them. Oh uh, yeah, um, I mean he he was getting outclassed McCain, and eventually got outclassed at safety. Mm-hmm. by Cam Curl, obviously, was his partner for the longest time. But yep. then you have uh, Defoe, Derek Forrest, who just shot up and uh, was really showing out and was, for half the season, one of the top five, top ten safeties by stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when he looked at it, kind of started falling a little bit down, I think, as more and more the games went on and you had tape. And then, of course, uh, you know, things, things happen, right? But um yeah yeah bobby mccain was ex- very very expendable for for washington so but then you you can't just 
you can't just overlook Dallas when you've got Trayvon Diggs. Say what you want about Trayvon Diggs. Very, yeah. All he's done is improve every year, his first three years. And his second year, he had like 11 picks. And he got even better last year, even though he didn't have that many picks. Yeah, he wasn't nearly as feast or famine last year as he right. was the year before. When he That year, but two seasons ago, people were going nuts because he was intercepting the ball a lot. Well, he was also giving up the most yards. Yeah. Uh, and so it was just like everyone wanted to just absolutely ride his uh, his jock strap there, and yep. I I didn't buy it, but he did have a very very solid season this past uh, one where again, like you said, maybe not as many turnovers, but he also was doing a much better job. And I will admit he has done a decent job against Terry McLaurin a couple of times, but he's also got himself he he also got beat by Terry McLaurin. So that that battle. Yep. We'll rage That's on for battle. years. Yeah, we'll rage then, on for years. And then they added Stefan Gilmore, who who is still mm-hmm. a darn good corner. He's getting up there in age, but he's still a darn good corner. So Dallas has a pretty good group as well. Uh their safeties, their safeties are all right, but you know, Malik Hooker and Jaron mm-hmm. Kirst and such, but they're good. They're pretty good, but they're not as good as the overall unit, I think, in Washington and Philly. So I would go Philly, Washington, Dallas, and then the Giants. Interesting. So one of the things, a couple different things here. Kevin, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Came in a little bit late, wondering why linebackers are Washington's listed as first. And Gus kind of tagging him in there. Uh, We did not. We took out all the great pass rushers that those teams have. The Thibodeau, Reddick, and Parsons were listed under defensive line. Now, Gus did ask us, Stoner, mm-hmm. if that means Cam Curl really should be listed because he plays down in the box more often than not as a linebacker rather than one of these defensive backs. Is he listed as a linebacker? He is not listed as okay. a linebacker. That ends that argument. Sorry, Gus. <laughs> it is, I think, was a fair question to, to yeah, ask. You're but, right. It uh, is a fair question. And if it was, by the way, if we did, then Washington obviously would be the number one because Cam Curl is the best player out of any of those linebackers, uh, not the pass rushing linebackers. It is better than any of them. We love, we love Cam Curl here uh, on ref the district. I'm good with putting Dallas third. Okay. Then we're going to fight over one, two. I don't know if we're going to fight over it. There was a long pause there. I I told you I struggled because I do think that the safety group that Washington brings is better. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are down on Kendall Fuller when they shouldn't be. Fuller is uh, a quality starter in this league. We love Benjamin St. Juice, but he has been, you know, he, 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 his availability has been in question. I think that he's a very solid. We don't know what we got in Emmanuel Forbes or uh Quan Martin and so we've been trying we're trying to be fair here with when you're talking about the rookies and so I I think that it's it's fine to put them as the number two here and again this is largely I think just because the safety group is is far and away above what the Dallas Cowboys have I think Stefan Gilmore even though uh he's Terry's son is is still a quality you know, this guy is not too far removed from being a defensive player of the year type uh, position. And you have mm-hmm. Diggs, who, again, love or hate, is a difference maker. Uh, but I do think that Washington safeties are better than Malik Hooker 
and Donovan Wilson. Okay. So I'm going to put it there and then regrettably put Philadelphia as number one. Bradbury is great and Derry Slay is great. Uh, Terrell Edmonds is, is good and Blankenship is good. Um, I like Greedy Williams. We'll see if by the end. I, I could easily switch these two. Um, Gus Bus saying Philadelphia should be number one for one more year. But I can easily see Washington number one uh, next year once Forbes and Quan get some seasoning. Yeah, again, these are the initial rankings. So uh-huh. this very well could change. This is what we're looking at, and then we'll we'll go up there. Um, so we'll see. Terrell, uh, Terrell in the chat, thanks for t- uh, joining in. I don't like Jack Del Rio as a defensive coordinator. Not a fan of the Buffalo Nickel. Bring in Greg Williams with the players we have. Top five defense easy. I, I mean, they're a top five defense right now. And looking at this, they're the number one defense in this division. Uh, and then it's debatable who you're going to have as, as uh, two and three. The Giants look to be last here as they have three, three, and four. So who would you go? I'd probably go Philadelphia over the Cowboys as far as a defense unit. What do you think, Stoner? Overall? Overall. Um, yeah, I would I would probably go Philly. Even though they did lose, they lost some pieces, but they've drafted well over the last couple mm-hmm. of years on defense. So, yeah. I go Washington one, uh, Philly two, Dallas three, New York four. You look at this. How are the Giants even considered a playoff team in any way? They're, Good coaching. They're, they're littered. They're. I'm picking them fourth in the division. I'm picking Washington <laughs> third in the division. Yeah, just based on our rankings we just put together. Honestly, that's how it should have ended last year, and have. Washington fumbled the ball. I mean. They just couldn't get over over themselves. You you replace the two, I would say, the two reasons why that happened. You replaced the QB, mm-hmm. and you replaced the offensive coordinator. Okay. If those are even just a mild improvement, they don't have to be a great improvement. A yeah. mild improvement, mild. Washington should easily be no less than third in this division. What about the schedule? The strength of schedule they does not matter. Couple. They should end up no less than third in the at division. least in the division. In the division, yeah, yeah. End of the season where they rank amongst other teams yet to be seen. But here in this uh, project that we have going on, no less than uh, than third in the division. They yeah. just have too much going for them. And 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 quite frankly, if they were to finish last in the division again. I mean, you're seeing wholesale changes, not just coaches, but players. And, and like, it's a huge reset button. Yeah. So, and the Cowboys um, are obviously very solid. The one spot that they finished in last was, is one of their strengths, which is defensive line. And, and we just had to rank somebody in last because everyone's got such a good one. So Dallas is going to be solid again this year. Don't, don't think they're not. Yeah, Dallas is. Dallas always comes out. Even though, and uh, Rockman here, I'm going to give you your wish here. If you were to rank the coaches, we did the positions, Stoner. We don't have another slot here for coach. Mm -hmm. But if you were to rank the coaches, 
Kevin McCarthy is not a great coach. Neither is Mike opinion. McCarthy. Neither is Mike McCarthy. Who did I say? Kevin McCarthy, the uh, Kevin McCarthy. speaker of the house. Yeah. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe he might not be, a, maybe not a good coach either. But uh, <laughs> politics <Yeah>. aside, <laughs> politics aside, yeah, Mike McCarthy, not a great coach. Uh, oh, I, Sarani man. just went to a Super Bowl. I can't, you can't, you know, whether or not it's his third season or not, you have to, you know, love what he's done so far. Right. In that regard. So I'd put him as, as, our, as your number one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm high on Dabble. And if we look at where we put the Giants, Stoner, mm-hmm. if the Giants are this bad within this division, where they're clearly the fourth best team talent-wise, and he takes them to the playoffs and wins a playoff game, mm-hmm. you got I put him second. Um. Okay. I bet you this, by the end of the year, he won't be second because they're going to stink this year. They might be. They might be they really played bad. So over their head last year, sure, and maybe because of coaching, yeah. But uh, eventually, talent is what's gonna get you over the yeah. edge. We'll see. I'm just, but all this right now, Stoner is right now, and Dabble is second. Mm. Um, I'd put McCarthy second. He's just proved it year after year after year after year. Uh, I understand he hasn't had a lot Fraud. of playoff success fraud but they just keep winning 12 games 11 games 11 games 12 fraud. he just keeps doing he's not a fraud he's got a super bowl mccarthy mccarthy he's got a super bowl win who was who was his qb how many how many super bowls does aaron Rodgers have without kevin mccarthy the speaker of the house (laughs) he has zero Uh, he has sure. zero without him. So he, you can say it was all Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't won without him. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. McCarthy coach. to me is third best coach and really yeah. is only head of Ron Rivera in this because of the fact that he has had, you know, in season success. Maybe not postseason success the way that he'd want to, even with the Super Bowl, you know, not getting back there, not. You know, especially with the talent that he has been given year in and year out, he just is an under underperforming coach. McCarthy is, but he at least gets double digit victories. Something we haven't seen here in Washington That's with true. Ron Rivera, and Ron Rivera has more losing seasons than winning seasons. The list goes on. We like Ron uh, as a mentor, as a leader, as a leader. We are not sold on Ron Rivera as the head coach uh, when it comes to or GM. Yeah, or GM. But uh, we'll have our own chance to see exactly how hard that is as when we move over to the uh, cool down here. Mina Kimes has been talking about Sam Howell, and we actually want to take time to kind of break down one of the plays that she had something positive to say, say about that. So stick with us as we enter the cool down with Mina Kimes. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.